We do live in a world where there's a lot of compromise and people want to be liked. But Jesus warned us. He told us that um, they hated me first. And if they hated me, they're going to hate you. Franklin Graham holds fast to a biblical worldview. And he takes a lot of heat for that. As he gets ready to preach the good news of Jesus Christ around the world this year, he is encouraging other Christians to boldly share their faith while there's still time. I would encourage pastors to not only stand strong, but individual Christians who are listening, stand strong. Don't be afraid. Uh, Lift up Christ because this world is coming to an end. And I believe we're in the last hours on God's clock. We're going to hear more insights from Franklin and some good stories on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. You could say this episode is a podcast within a podcast. You're hearing parts of an interview Franklin did with his daughter, Sissy Graham Lynch, for her new podcast called Fearless. And both GPS and Fearless are outreaches of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. In addition to hearing from Franklin and his daughter, you're also going to hear from Franklin's dad a little later in this episode. The door to the kingdom of God is open to every person here tonight to live a victorious life. What are you going to say tonight? I will or I won't? I will or I won't. Yes or no. You can learn more about saying yes to Jesus right now at findpeacewithgod.net. You can find that link as well as any other links that we mention in this episode in the notes for this show. God. People. Stories. Hi, I'm Sissy Graham Lynch, and welcome to Fearless, helping you have a fearless faith in a compromising culture. Franklin Graham's daughter, Sissy, has been involved with her father's ministries, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and Samaritan's Purse, since she was a little girl. Now she is a wife, a mother of two kids, and the host of her own podcast called Fearless. Already on the podcast, Sissy has tackled topics like addiction, parenting, sexuality, and hostility towards Christians on college campuses. But you can tell one of her favorite episodes so far is this one she recorded with her dad. Today's an exciting day on Fearless because for the first time, I've got to sit down and interview my dad, Franklin Graham. And for those who haven't listened to the previous episodes, I have shared with you of how I've struggled with my identity as Franklin Graham's daughter and the granddaughter of Billy Graham, especially when I was younger. And it wasn't until I was a freshman in college that my relationship and my love for my dad grew strong, but also gained this respect of him, of how I watched God use this man who was obedient to the calling on his life and how he served through Samaritan's Purse and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And so I'm excited to sit down here and have him share with you some of the things that he has taught me over the years. Sissy and Franklin recorded the interview in Alaska at a lodge run by Samaritan's Purse for Wounded Veterans. 
Franklin and his brother and sisters were raised in the mountains of western North Carolina. Franklin's connection to Alaska began in the mid 1990s, and as he explained to Sissy, that connection was sparked by a fire. We had a、um, fire in a little native village out on the、uh, Bering Sea, a place called Hooper Bay. There was a church out there, and the church had burned.、Uh, There's a missionary by the name of Grant Funk. We were asked by some Christians, would Samaritan's Purse help? Well, at that time, Samaritan's Purse didn't have really a, a, much of a footprint here in Alaska. So I got a couple of guys, and we, we flew out to Hooper Bay. And it, it's a long way out there. And we landed, went into town, looked at it, and I remember meeting with、uh, some of the emergency state of Alaska emergency teams that were out there looking and assessing what they could do. And I just sat in the meeting. I said, Well, we'll, we'll take eight houses by、uh, November. And they all looked at me kind of like, That's not going to happen. And I remember there was a Red Cross lady there. She said, What are you going to do? I said, We'll try to get eight houses built by November. And she said, Oh. And, you know, I don't think anybody believed us. The village that burned down was in a remote part of Alaska that was extremely difficult to access, and winter was coming. But Franklin Graham likes a challenge, and he knows to depend on God to accomplish what seems impossible. When you look back at it, it says he was really just God leading us because. None of the state agencies or anybody else were, were able to do anything that year.、Uh, Samaritan's Purse was the only one to be able to go out there and complete eight houses. And I'm not bragging, just God did this. We went to Spinards, which is a big home building supply owned here in Alaska, and they had kind of house kits where these things are already kind of pre cut and just packaged. And we got the house kits from them. We selected a Uh, a model, and then we got volunteer teams to come up, and we got all these the material on the barge. But it's it's the you got to have electricians, you got to have plumbers, you got to have the the、um, just all the plumbing things that you need to have for a house, and teams to be able to put that together. And within well, by the November, I remember I went out there Thanksgiving, and we took、uh, we had a little service to thank God, and we gave every house. Of frozen turkey、uh, for Thanksgiving. And they were so grateful to have the turkey and to have a brand new home to move into. And it really was、uh, incredible. The following year, Samaritan's Purse rebuilt the church there in Hooper Bay. And that church became a thriving youth center for the village. That was the first of dozens of ministry projects in hard to reach parts of Alaska,、uh, at least hard to reach without an airplane. And my dad, for those, most of you will probably know, my dad's a pilot. And I, when people ask my dad about flying, I say it's his way of playing golf. So many men in this world, they play golf to relax, to get out of the office and enjoy being with their friends. My dad,、um, I don't know if you've ever stepped foot on a golf course, but you like to fly. Well, it's just something I do. And Sissy, I learned to fly when I was in college. Your grandfather、uh, paid for the lessons. And it's just something I've used all my life. And it's not just that we use it in recreation because I have a Super Cub and you know, that's kind of fun to fly, but we use it in the ministry. We have airplanes all over the world. And we fly,、um, and like here in Alaska, it's,、uh, Alaska is such a rural setting. 
uh, to do ministry up here, you have to have airplanes to, to take people in and out of these little villages. And we, we build churches up here. We have the camp here for wounded veterans here at Port Allsworth, but there's no roads here. The only way you can get here is fly. So aviation has just been part of my life. It's just something I do. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, and in aviation, you're always learning. Uh, technology is always changing. So it's just it's a way for your mind to always kind of get stretched a little bit. So I still enjoy it. And something else Franklin enjoys, along with the rest of his family, is spending time at their cabin in Alaska every summer. They began about 25 years ago, and it has uh, just about officially become a tradition. We started coming up as a family, and for us, it was a vacation. It was time to get dad out of the office, and we just got to be a family up here. But now, in the last eight years, Samaritan's Purse has a wonderful project up here called Operation Heal Our Patriots, where they bring wounded veterans and they bring up the couple. And it's really a week for them to focus on their marriage, to get spiritual counseling, and to be able to go up and enjoy seeing bears and go fishing and get to enjoy the Alaska outdoors. You've probably noticed a lot of the Grahams' lives revolve around ministry. This year, in addition to helping meet needs all over the world through Samaritan's Purse, Franklin will be preaching the good news of Jesus Christ at BGEA festivals from Glasgow to Guam. And right now, Franklin is in the middle of the Decision America Sunshine State Tour. He's been traveling across Florida, inviting people to put their faith and hope in Jesus Christ. As we gather to record this podcast, he is getting ready to head to a place that is considered to be pretty tough ground spiritually, Key West. Then he's heading to Boca Raton, and he'll wrap up the tour in Fort Myers. We know he'd appreciate your prayers as he shares a message of hope in a culture that can seem pretty hopeless. We only have so many days of life, so many hours to live. And um, at 67, I don't know how many years I have left, but... I want to try to make those years count, and uh, I want to honor the Lord. I want to preach to as many people as I can and try to be a, a witness to other Christians and other pastors and, a, and an encouragement to them if I can. So I think as you get older, you realize the importance of the Word of God. Mm. That's the only thing that we can trust is the Word of God, the only thing. And you, we cannot rewrite it. We can't manipulate his word to try to make it fit what we're wanting to do or believe. We just have to accept his by faith and, and, his, and, and follow his commands. God wants obedience. He wants us to be obedient. And uh, when you children were growing up, your mother and I, we demanded obedience. God demands obedience. And uh, we want to obey him and live for him. You often make it, whether it's behind a podium or if it's on national television or if it's an article, you make it look very easy to stand boldly and unashamed of the gospel. Are there ever times that you're nervous or scared to take a stand? I don't think it's nervous to take a stand for, for the gospel. Uh, nervous that I would I won't communicate it right, or maybe uh, I will misspeak, and that, I've done that before, where I said things, but that didn't come out the way I wanted to say it, and you know because we get, you know, a person will ask you the questions, uh, an interview person, and you're you're thinking as you're as you're trying to answer the question, 
And so sometimes you just misspeak and you realize as you get back home and you listen to the interview, oh, you know, I didn't want to say that. I wish I hadn't said that. Um, I wish I had said it this way instead of that way. So, I mean, sometimes it, it just doesn't come out right. But I, I'm not afraid, sissy. And I know that we're going to be attacked. The attacks sometimes are even more and more vicious. And when you when you read Twitter, how how vicious Twitter is, or what people say, uh, even if you're just trying to express your point of view, and how you you are attacked for your point of view, it is what it is. But it's the world we're living in, and it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. It's just going to get worse. And I would encourage pastors to not only stand strong, but individual Christians who are listening, stand strong. Don't be afraid. Uh, lift up Christ, because this world is coming to an end. And I believe we're in the last hours on God's clock. I believe we're, we could be in the midnight hour. And with how much time does that mean? Does that mean we have years? Does it have, mean we have a century or two left? I have no clue. But I think wherever I go around the world, there's a sense among the churches that the time is here and it's near and he's coming and we had better be ready. I don't want to waste my time or waste another breath. Only want to give my all until there's nothing left. I want to run and love like there's no tomorrow and finally live. He's coming, and we had better be ready. That's what Jesus said more than once. Stay awake, be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Those words are from the book of Matthew, chapter 24. And if you're not sure you're ready for Jesus to come back, we want to invite you to visit findpeacewithgod.net to learn how you can get ready right now. So look, don't wait. You can just hit pause and head right over to that website. Again, the address is findpeacewithgod.net. We're about to hear from Billy Graham, and then just after that, Franklin will return with a quick story about how his father took a bold stand for Christ despite facing some intense heat. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. My oldest son, just Franklin, just came back from Sudan. He said he saw suffering on a scale that he had never seen anywhere in his travels in the world. What God could do with some of you people in places like that. What are you going to say tonight? I will or I won't? Billy Graham. The scripture says, whosoever will, let him come. It doesn't say whosoever achieves or whoever understands or whosoever deserves it, but it says whosoever will. The door to the kingdom of God is open to every person here tonight to live a victorious life, to live a glorious life in which you know your destiny and you know your purpose and meaning. I'm going to ask you to say tonight, I will. I will, to the best of my knowledge, receive Christ into my heart, and I will, with God's help, yield my life to Christ as Savior and Lord and Master. If you'd like to learn more about making a commitment to Jesus Christ, we've got a website that uh, we feel will be a big help to you. It's findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. And we also have a link to the site. It's in the show notes.
We've been listening to Sissy Graham Lynch's interview with her dad, Franklin Graham, that she did for her podcast, Fearless. They talked about how Franklin and his dad, Billy Graham, have been known for taking a bold stand for Christ, even in the face of harsh criticism. When I was growing up, segregation was a big issue. Society was separated, segregated. Black people could not eat in a, in a restaurant. They'd have to go around to the back of the kitchen and be served out the back window. Uh, so this was just the life in which my father grew up in. And when I was born, this was the way our country was, especially the South. So um, my father, when he started, uh, your grandfather, when he started his ministry, he decided that he was not going to have segregated meetings. And so they were in, I think it was Chattanooga, and the local committee that had invited him had put up ropes to separate uh, the, the audience, where you had the blacks on one side, the whites on the other. And so my father said, I want those ropes to come down. I'm not going to speak to a segregated audience. And they said, but we're not going to take them down. So my father walked off the platform, went down and took the ropes down himself. And uh, so... Uh, a number of the prominent churches in town, the white churches, pulled out. And uh, they just got in their cars and left. Well, um, you know, it would have been very easy for my father maybe to compromise a little bit on that. And, and, um, but he didn't. And as a result of that, uh, God just blessed and opened up even more doors of ministry. Sissy, it's uh, very important that in life you have credibility that if you say something, people believe you. And they, they may not agree with you, but they know that you're going to be honest. And God's watching, and um, He's keeping the score. So we want to be faithful to Him. We can't be afraid. Well, we hope that what Franklin Graham has shared on this episode of GPS is an encouragement to you as you search out God's will for your life in this new year. Yeah, if you'd like to hear more from his interview with Sissy, you can visit her website. It's sissygramlynch.com. Sissy spells her name C-I-S-S-I-E, and Lynch is spelled L-Y-N-C-H. So the address again, sissygramlynch.com. Or you can just use the link in the show notes. We are grateful that you have listened. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. I wasn't given the spirit.